Exit. Exit. Welcome back to Exitainers. This is episode... You know, I don't really care which episode it is, Freeman. I want to talk about the last one. Uh, you okay. and Didi are fucking liars is what you are, all right? In For one, I do know Oingo Boingo, thank you very much. And they inspired one of my you favorite do? artists, uh, the the Lemon Demon himself, uh, Neil Cisariga. And uh, Spirit Phone is one of my favorite albums ever. And and you didn't you didn't even listen to me. And I, as for you, Didi, I did watch the whole episode. I'm gonna punch your shit next time. I, see. Okay, I really with... do hope you do that, and I hope I'm there for it. <laughs> I'm d- <laughs> I'm done with my frustrations. I got that out. I'm sorry. I don't remember you mentioning you liked Oingo Boingo. I, I I'm not I'm not like, like head over heels for Oingo Boingo, but I'm more than aware of them. Okay, see that that was the disconnect. Is I I think I mentioned Oingo Boingo, and you said what the fuck is that? And I think I thought you were serious. <laughs> I, I, Which is under it's an understandable reaction to. Oh well, that's the kind of response I would have if someone was like, well, "You ever hear of Morbius?" <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> but it like but Oingo Boingo isn't a it's Household not a name i get that yeah so it's like if you don't know it i don't blame you because it's it's not that it's niche it's just like eh. but like so, if i said danny elfman that, that i don't know oddly, if more people would know that actually i think a lot of people do know that because he's he's been scoring a lot of them uh them marvel movies hasn't he he scored like one or two maybe mm. he's a really fucking talented composer i have to say yeah like like he's I mean I love Oingo Boingo but like he's a good fucking like composer and his singing voice is gorgeous for like um he did the I I know for sure he did the singing voice for Jack in Nightmare Before Christmas. He does he doesn't right. do like Yes, you the, have brought that up. Yeah, he's not the voice actor but he does all the singing parts the and he is such a good singer and it's like fucking hell yeah. So I he doesn't was, uh, get enough credit for that. Speaking of hell, I was gone last week uh, yeah. to a place. Actually, I want to talk about some other vacation-related stuff before I dive into my own my own Nads Deep experience. Uh, okay. In Did you like California? Sure, whatever. Um, Smiling okay. Friends Brazil episode. Did you watch that? I, no, I haven't seen it yet, but I hear it's really funny and really good. <laughs> Damn it, that ruined all of my momentum, Freeman. You're killing me, man. Okay, no, never mind. I have seen it. It was great. That well, I don't want to talk about it. At the airport? That was really funny. That's really funny that you say it. I'm not going to tell you what No, happens, I know. But... I know I know the whole episode is there, oh, okay. and that's why well... I said that. That's all that I know about it is that it takes place at the airport. All I wanted to time. say is that I... Because when... When me and my friends, um, whom, for context for the audience, I, I met up with a group of about 10 of my internet friends uh, in California. We shared an Airbnb. And when this new Smiling Friends episode came out, we watched it all together. And we were, like, snickering and giggling to ourselves the whole time about how realistic all of the discussion of misorganized travel was. Oh, because you were right there. You were y- in yeah, it yeah. as the episode There's, came out. There is a point... 
where one of the characters says, I, I think we should have just made like a Google Doc or something. We could have organized things a lot better. And that is exactly what me and my friend, we have, I need yeah. to show you this actually. Um, and the, the audience is going to get no visual for it, but this is... You. Smiling Friends is very good at being way too realistic to an uncomfortable degree. And I think that's what makes it so funny. Yeah. That, also, like, this was the first like full length episode, right? No, no, or, no. This this one was only ten minutes. It, it, it counts okay. as season one. It's a bonus episode for season okay, one. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Um, I'm. <laughs> what you doing? I'm gonna send you this, and I. <laughs> I just want you to look through. These were the travel plans that we had. Oh um... no. <laughs> all right. First of all, I hate the subtitle. Really hate the subtitle. I'm not going to say it because it it will feel I'll yucky in my mouth. Yeah, you say it, please. So this document is called Los Angeles 2. This time it's personal. Yuck. Is that a mushroom man? Yeah. Okay, cool. So am I authorized to view it because I might... No, you have to. I'll have to kill you at the end of this episode. All right, I'm cool with that. I don't it's have okay. much going on. <laughs> okay, I'm really glad that you didn't have any plans for today. Yeah, very appreciate. I now I have all this, like, very clearly classified information. This like is, this is this, this is, is dangerous. This is a 14 fucking page document. <laughs> yeah, this is more than enough. I like I don't need to see any of this. But here I am. Scrolling through intensely personal. Oh, okay. Nope. Don't like whatever I just saw there. <laughs> what, okay. The hot dog. Yeah, you knew exactly it. This is actually very well organized. Like outside of the really disgusting like text fonts and like, but like it's actually very well organized. Like a, I mean. A normal person could probably read this and be like, yeah, okay. I get it. I don't know about normal. Well, define normal. Listen. So California was good. California, yes. Uh, so we did a lot of things in California. We did some sightsee stuff. We went to a concert. We went to Dave and Buster's. Uh, Is that a Californian thing? No, it's a U.S. thing. It's a it's a combination of the worst pub food you will ever eat in your life and a gigantic arcade. Oh, uh, the arcade. That's an interesting combination. The arcade part is fantastic. Um, well, that's good. The food is atrocious. I can't believe they get away with that. I because like it's one of those things that I've heard people talk about Dave and Buster's who are not from here, so I just assumed it was another. Like, you know what really fucks me up is Cracker Barrel. People talk about Cracker Barrel, and when I think Cracker Barrel, I think the sliced cheeses you get at grocery stores. And that's not... That's not what it is in, in America. In America, it's like a, a restaurant slash, like, like, tchotchke shop, I guess? Yeah. Is I, that what it is? It's like you can buy stuff. Yeah, the but checkout. then they also serve food. Yeah, I, it's I, weird fucking shit. I I never want to go to one. 
Yeah, I probably never will either. I never and ever. And I think I'll be better for it. Yeah. I mean, what? It's a barrel of crackers? Like. Well, I mean, the our version of Cracker Barrel doesn't make much sense either. It's I don't, just a, I don't like that sentence. You don't get. Tolkien said, like, some words just belong together. What did, what did sure. he say? Phonesthetics, I think he called it. Um, I took a class on this. I should know this. Um, I think you're thinking of a different thing, but I know what you're saying. And I think that Cracker Barrel is the opposite of that. I th- like, when I say those words, my mouth just is, it, it's like, it, my muscles don't want to. Well, Cracker cracker Barrel, it's, what does it mean? Let's Let's dive into the etymology of Cracker Barrel. Now, is Cracker referring to, um, like, the wheat-based treat that people engage in? Or is it based on the nickname that black people gave to their slave owners? Founder Dan Evans. Services Food General Store. The name comes from the barrels of soda crackers that could be found for sale in small town stores across the American South in the early 1900s. People would stand around the barrels chatting and catching up similar in purpose to contemporary office water coolers. So it's like if somebody made a restaurant called Water Cooler. I'd go to a restaurant called Water Cooler. If to you be made, if there was a pop up restaurant tomorrow called Water Cooler, I would become a terrorist. Why? I, don't, I think it's I don't want to live. I don't want to live in that world. And I can do two things. I can leave, which but I don't want to, quite frankly, because I'm infatuated but, with the beauty of this planet. But what if it's really neat? What if, like, what if it's an arcade? With what is what that's is actually good? The water. I go to a restaurant called the Water Cooler. What are they going to sell? Yeah. What are they? What, what are they, they selling me? Sell? They're selling you an experience that is. They're selling akin me to... the little conic cup that comes out of the side dispenser on the water cooler. No, does the... Cracker Barrel sell crackers? Well, they sure I have don't them. Think so. <laughs> I'm done talking about this. I think. I've got these. Uh, Tell me about California. Mainers. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm still living on that California life. So the craziest thing about California, you, you hear about the avocado toast. It's a meme. You, is that a California thing? I thought that was just a general. No, liberal. No, um, it, it's like you go to California, and there was not a single restaurant that I went to with which the the, the first menu item wasn't. Sorry, there's too many double negatives in this. I'm starting this sentence over. Every restaurant. Is it just because alphabetically avocado comes before other things? No, it's because every restaurant had it. Every the the first menu item because well I mean it's under appetizers usually anyway. It's always avocado toast. I've I think I've eaten half of an avocado once in my life and I thought it was gross. How is it on toast? I don't know. I don't like oh, it you didn't have it. <laughs> I Fair enough. It, I had it in a chicken sandwich at one point, and that was fine because it's fine when it's blended with other things. Mm. See, I used to work at a grocery store, and uh, specifically the produce section. And often, whenever I would stock the avocados, I would just sort of mush them up in my hands because it's fun. I'm sure the customers really appreciated that when they paid like six dollars <laughs> for the product. Freeman. I know they did. Well, to be honest, like. They were already mushy, and so it was just like, 
these people people some people like to buy mushy avocados because they like it's just like hey it's already oh you can make guac with it yeah exactly but like i you would get like the hard green ones and you would just like set them in the back and then you get like the borderline like purple black ones and you just mush them around some of them you could mush i would mush them until you could feel like the pit in the in the center and that's fun exactly like that you're doing a oh yeah that's So I didn't work there for very long, <laughs> but for different reasons. See, we won't get what, into that. That's what I, that's right. I don't know how they haven't fired me from my job that I work at. Most people who work at most places deserve to be fired. Yeah, like the, um, the guy who was working the, um... You know, actually, I was trying to think of a bad customer service experience that I had while I was in California, and I didn't really have one. They were quite kind. I watched, yesterday I went to Wendy's and I watched a woman in the drive-thru throw her food back at the drive-thru people, and that was fun. I've never seen that before. I can't imagine that level of entitlement. Like, like if you if they mess up your order and you hand it back politely, but she was like, I could see her in her rear view and she was like doing the hand movements. And she was all, like, really upset at throwing the bags of food back at the people. And then they handed out her food. And then she, like, peeled out. And it was like, wow. I've never been so passionate about anything in my life, ever. <laughs> you you strive to be the angry woman in the Wendy's drive-thru. But about Yeah, but, things. like, but anywhere else. Anywhere yeah. that isn't a Wendy's drive-thru. McDonald's drive-thru. Where you actually have reason to be upset when they don't give you your nuggets. I haven't been to McDonald's in years, and I think I'd like to keep it that way. There's just better fast food restaurants out there, and I'm just not going to even bother anymore, you know? Um, one of my favorite things about uh, Santa Monica and the pier. Was... Where is that? Send me a Google Maps location of it because i'm not familiar with california <laughs> yeah here, here this is uh googled it this was the first image came up there you go <laughs> oh shit that's weird okay see now i know what you're talking about yeah hell yeah the little pier with the with the roller coaster ferris wheel all the gooba gaba Lots That's of a, fun. Lots of little tourist attractions. Um, yeah. Best part about the whole thing, though, wasn't the pier itself. It was $10 to ride that Ferris wheel. Um, Fuck. That's not. No, it's, it's not. It's extortion. It's highway I was going to say, it's probably the same as every other Ferris wheel that's ever been. But it's got a nice view, probably. Yeah, you could see the whole beach. But what was better was riding the whole beach on the electric bikes that were available for <gasps> 30 cents a minute. So okay, we were able to ride from... My math is totally going to not check out here and someone's going to scold me for it over DM later. But I hope they do. For for like 20 minutes, we rode we rode all the way from Venice Beach to Malibu. Which was like, I don't know, five or six uh, miles. Um, and I don't know what that is either. 
but I'll assume it's a fair distance. It's like six miles. It's like it's like it's like, it's like you know. It's like I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up because I don't want to hear you talk anymore. Oh <laughs> come on, man! Five or six, you said? That's like that's almost ten kilometers. That's, that's a bit of a distance. Yeah, but the the cool thing was is that it was easy to bike because the bikes. Had, you didn't have to move your leg. Well, you did. You did. You had to pedal, oh. but it was the harder you pedaled, the more of a boost you got. Oh, that's fun. So it was like if you really gave it, you were just zooming. Well, because I know they have the electric scooters in Halifax. Are they anything like Those that? Those are banned in Santa Monica <laughs> because oh. people are destructive. Well, that's fair. So um, what makes the bikes different? Um they are only allowed in certain areas i think if you go off the path a certain amount they just kind of slow down uh they they get rid of oh the, they have a geolocator in it so it like yeah. can tell if you're not supposed to be there yeah we went under a bridge at one point and uh all of us with our bikes we lost the boost we could still pedal but oh my god was it ever a challenge to like not only pedal That's... but push back against a motor that's really funny to imagine like somebody trying to get somewhere they're not supposed to and just being like, man, what the fuck is going on? I know. Like, I don't understand. It happened to me and I was just like, <sighs> man, I thought this was supposed to be like relaxing. Yeah. It was... Is it like, are they big or are they just like a regular bicycle? Uh, they're, they're like a street bike. They have a little basket uh, in the front between the handles so you can put your backpack or uh, your goodies that you're carrying. That's fun. I um, like that. Honestly, that was that was one of my favorite parts of the whole thing. We got to just cruise along the shoreline. I imagine it would be fun. I can't ride a bike personally. Well, but that's the thing. No, the, I hear it's fun. The people that went with us, some of them hadn't ride a bike in, in 20 years. Some of them had... But they say, they say that it's like riding a bike. Riding a bike is, you know? So it's like riding a bike. The problem is I don't ride bikes. So it's not like, oh, I've ridden a bike and I haven't in a while, so I'll ride a bike. And then it's like, oh, it's like riding a bike. I haven't ridden a bike, so I don't know the sensation. Ridden? Ridden. It's a word. Yeah, to be... Like, I currently want to be ridden of this conversation. <laughs> Thank good, you. Good good closer. Good closer. We'll be here all Anywho, night, folks. Um, I won't. <laughs> you, go, you got a little bedtime. Uh, yeah. No, no, you're killing me later, remember? Oh, right, right. Yeah, you you'll be here. Well, you know, yeah, but it's whatever. Um, I'm nice. I guess physically I'll be here. Uh, Spiritually, I'll have ascended. The beach smelled terrible. Um... I that makes sense. Yeah, but like not in the not in the it smelled like salty air and seaweed and like, you know, stinky usual beach stuff. I mean it smelled like hot city sewage. It smelled like like city. Yeah. That's the thing I think is like I'm I'm comfortable with where I'm at currently because <laughs> Halifax is just small enough that it's like you don't get all of the disgusting mess of the big like, city giant congregation of people that creates the mess of a city yeah but you still get like a kind of like baby city experience that's but worth, like that's worth i don't want to live somewhere where most of the time it smells bad 
even if you get used to it, I don't want to get used to that, you know? It wasn't as bad as Texas. Texas smelled like hot, dry, dry, like, uh, piss cement. Yeah, I don't want that. And, yeah. like, I don't want to live in New York if every time I step outside, it's going to smell like piss and rats. My I don't eyes want hurt that. every time I stepped outside in New York. Yeah, like, if you get used to that, it's like, that's great. But I'd rather not. Me. Like, I was, I went for just, like, a leisurely Sunday drive one day. I don't remember what day of the week it was. But I just, like, had the windows down and I got, like, the nice, like, lakeside breeze <laughs> And like freshly cut grass as I was driving by, and I was like, "Well, this is the nicest sensation ever." And I wanted to drive for like another two hours, but I was tired, and I went home. Yeah, but like that's what I'm about. Please, please hiccup into the microphone every time. I I really pineapple. You know they say that's a thing. I don't know if that's a real thing. The pineapple situation. So you're just you're just blocking your your airwaves. No, I'm just trying by to not speaking at all. Actually, I went to Tim Hortons and my stomach is full of trash now. Yeah, I haven't eaten. See, that's another place I haven't eaten at in a long time. Is Tim Hortons? That's... I used to get their chicken sandwiches for lunch at, in high school because it was the only thing that was available. Only thing that was available. Well, okay, near my high school, especially before you mean well, as far as lunch we got, items went. Yeah, before you could uh, you could drive, the only options really were Jesse's Pizza, Sobeys, and Tim Hortons, and Subway. But the, our Subway is like oh, there's real a Subway bad. everywhere. There's a Subway every five minutes. Oh, and there there was a McDonald's. What I'm saying is, we now have an A and W and a Dairy Queen as well, which is like kids these days have options. My point is, Tim Hortons was one of the few good places you could get food, which was saying something. I'm really sorry, man. Me too. Like, you know, you could have been you could have been eating some good some good good, but you had to you had to Jesse's pizza is good. I've we've I've served you Jesse's pizza once. Don't serve me any ever again. But I but I but it was I thought it was nice. Uh-uh. Actually, did we have Jesse's pizza or did we I think we went with Pizza Delic instead. You, Speaking of that, they changed the Pizza Delic mascot, and I'm mad about it. What was the Pizza Delic mascot before, and what is it now? It was like a little, like man with a chef's hat, mm-hmm. and he was adorable because he was buck tooth and he had like one eyeball. But the way it was drawn, it looked like he had an eyeball in his head, and he was throwing a pizza pie in the air, and I loved it. And now it's a generic cartoon lady throwing a pizza pie in the air with a chef hat, and it just it has lost all of its charm. You so know what I'm, what I'm sensing here is like I do hate women. Thanks for tuning into this episode <laughs> of Exitainers. Um, we're not en- we're not entertaining this shit. I'll tell you that. Good. Um, but you okay? Have are you? Ha- can you pull up the images? I don't even know if they have images. I assume it's not a big thing. I'm, I'm still on Cracker. I'm barrel looking up the images. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, I'm gonna show you the pizzadelic boy, and I want you to tell me that that's not a great image. All right, you, you pull up that little fella. I'm gonna pull him up. He's a. I'll wait. What the fuck is a jiffif? It's a jiffif file. It's not a jiff file. It's a jiffif G-F-I-F? file. G F I F. 
GFIF. Yep. I'm not familiar with that. Oh, JFIF. Oh, it's a download. Download. JFIF. Opening. Open with photos. It's malware. Do you see the little oh guy? Oh, my God. He's a little guy. How can you not love that? Yeah, why is the eye positioned like... It's so gr- it's so weird looking. You know what this is? This is like an amalgamation of different like like art pick, styles. Pick art assets. It does it it looks like someone made it on Newgrounds and then somebody went into Photoshop and slightly edited it and then went, yeah, it's good enough. Dude, so my point is there they should, went that from, I shouldn't be there. It's that simple. Like the, No, it shouldn't, like, but it's from there. The, from the perspective, first of all, the hair and ear indicates that he is looking directly up into the sky, which means that his eyes... I don't eye think that's should... his hair. I thought that was a shadow. I thought that was shadow. Shadow of his hand? That also makes sense. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm looking at the hand. The hands are so bad. I've never looked at the hands before. He also has oh my no God. lower half of his body. Also, I love how the right half of his body has like intense shaders applied to it, and the left half has none. You know, I his can... left hand is just drawn, and the right half has like a bunch of shaders attached to it. I, can I love this. Really understand why this was replaced? No, but it's it's iconic. No, I know, I get what you're saying. It was that, like, it, it was replaced with a generic cartoon person. I and would it's be like, upset if it was replaced fun. too. But I get why, as a business, they looked at it and went, "Holy shit, what are we doing?" Yeah, no, for real though. I'm, you know what? I still, if the pizza box from a couple days ago that I just had is still here, I'm gonna take a picture of that, and that'll also be in the description of this video of this audio, this because. Is... It's very important to me that this gets coverage because I miss that little pizza man because I know that there's something wrong with him and I want I want to support him. Do you have the other uh do you have the 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 flady? I I it's not online because it's so new, but I think I have a pizza box upstairs. Okay. All right. I can go get it, but I probably shouldn't get it now. Theoretically, I could run upstairs and it not be there, and then we don't have anything. Okay. I'm not going to leave. I'm just going to stay here, but be quiet. So while thinking about this, I wanted to touch on the fact that uh, while I was in California... I watched my friend beat The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past, in under two minutes. Um, and when when he did that, I, I felt shame because I had put so much time into that game. And he erased my, my save just so that he could go and beat the game on a cheated mode. And then we played Kirby Golf. Kirby's dream course and i won but he quit before i could win you know all right all right all right thanks freeman hello i've decided to start talking again Oh, it looks like Freeman has returned from his iconic 2 p.m. nap. I get I get sweepy, guys. I'm sorry. Um, I'll tell you what. So I get sweepy. I have also found an image of the pizza lady. 
Yeah. Also, it might not be a lady. I think it's meant to be androgynous, which, like, cool. But still, now it's just a generic cartoon. How do we, and I don't like it. How do we encourage androgyny in the workplace? I think you just let it be. Like the Beatles? If it is, then... Exactly. I really hate do that Do you see song. how... Really? I, I, I don't... Man, I'm, I'm out of breath from that nap. <laughs> Naps really take a lot out of me, man. I I I was running in my sleep. I also hate Hey Jude. Yeah, I'm not I'm not into Hey Jude either. That that nana, You know what? That, I'm going to see what the the na 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 section goes on for just about uh 5 minutes too long. It's definitely Yeah, well, I think it's it's supposed to be the fade out thing and fade outs are like meh anyway but then it's like what if the fade out was half the song okay that's interesting that you say that because i remember reading a, a psychological study a while ago that um that the uh the the, the more you fade the song <laughs> the more you enjoy it that's not true um that but the, the that people tend to enjoy fade outs in general psychologically more than abrupt stops that when it, when really? you, when you fade the song out you're left thinking about the song humming the song engaging with the song for longer that's I, that makes sense but i just hate it because i want a song to end and if it fades out then it technically never ended i just want it i just want it to to end what is the last note i need to know what the last note is i need to know what the last word spoken was yeah. That's why I love like so many Queen songs end abruptly because they transition. I goddamn ooh, I love any album that has multiple songs that transition from one to another. I've definitely talked about this before, but I'll talk about it every day till I die. You're a nerd I goddamn, for concepts. I love that shit, and like every other Queen song I'll listen to will have a song that will fade into another, but it's on a playlist that I have shuffled. So this they'll just be screaming, and then it'll just abruptly cut. Because it goes into the next song, and then I'm not listening to the next song, so it just makes me really happy to know that those songs just end. Yeah, I think, well, see, that's that's the thing in it, that you need a little bit of, uh, you, you need those actual resolving notes in order to feel like, oh, oh. I agree. I also just like, man, I'm going to talk about Rush for a second because I've never done that before. Mm. One of my favorite things. Okay. For Rush, I, I've made... Oh, no. He's getting at the Magic 8-Ball. If... Did it say I can continue talking? Can Freeman continue talking about Rush? Yes, Please. definitely. <laughs> the, Get fucked. The ball speaks. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll, I'll make it brief, though. Don't worry. Essentially, like for required listening to Rush, one of my favorite things, they have a Fear trilogy, which is a trilogy of songs that each deals with the concept of fear in different states. There's also a fourth song in the trilogy, which I goddamn love that they did that. Um, each one is, each one has a different concept of which it examines the like how fear affects you, as well as how each song like. You play them in order, they were released in reverse order. So the third song was released first, and then the second, and then the first, one per album. Okay. And they made it so that, like, 
the first song starts abruptly and then it ends fading the next song starts fading ends abruptly the next song starts abruptly ends abruptly the next song starts fading ends fading so they all bleed into each other mm-hmm. and it's neat and it makes me happy to listen to it and that's about all i have to say i just think that's neat Sorry, and I... And go listen to the Freer Trilogy. Sorry, I just woke up from my nap. Hmm. <sighs> you know what was cool, actually, that I saw in L.A. that I think you would enjoy? You know something that's actually cool <laughs> that isn't Rush? <laughs> Anything else, maybe? I, um... I... There was an art exhibit for, uh, Omori, um... Really? Yeah, there was a whole gallery for it. Uh, Where? In, I think the studio was called uh, Nucleus Art Gallery. Um, and I guess the artist that made Amori, uh, they, um, they like supplied art and helped to do work with that studio or the gallery okay. for a while. And I was gonna say it's kind of like a weird place to have it i but. know but it's it, i i think this needs to become a very standard thing because first of all it was the most successful event they had ever done second mm. of all gamers love art man and oh yeah i mean honestly the amount of like video game art books that i have on my shelf is way too high but i still want more because Video, even just like concept art is almost always super gorgeous and super yeah. interesting to see like the behind the scenes. Let me show you some of the like because even if it was just pictures of sprites like th- this exhibit I'm going to send a whole bunch of little photos to you here and you can have a gander at them. <laughs> I typed in Omori and I got Shigeru Omori the guy from Pokemon and it's I was expecting a game and instead I got a gamer. I'm sorry. This, the Google just knows your algorithm, and they want to show you people like hot singles like you in your hair. <laughs> I, I mean, hey, honestly, looking at this guy, he's kind of handsome. But I also spelled Omori wrong, which is probably why. There's the real Omori. <sighs> so now I'm looking. Your goddamn face is blocking most of the images. How do I? You click my. You click. Yeah, get. Pop out. Oh, that's neat. Oh, I've been popped out, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> You've popped out the player to another window. When I popped out, someone was saying. Oh shit! That's a lot of images. Yes. That's sick as fuck. I know. I goddamn love that. And mind you, this is for an indie game, right? So, right, so like Im- that's very impressive. Imagine this for a game like I don't know Pokemon or or a game like any th- anything anything. You you could think of a game. You could absolutely do an art exhibit because there's so much art that goes into games, whether it's the music, the concept designs, the animation, the the the, the color. I'm trying to think, is there any game franchise, and I'm not talking like individual games like that dog trash game that's meant to look ugly, are there any like mainstay franchise video games that are ugly and have kept their art style, but are still well-loved because of other aspects of themselves? 
Okay. Like, are there are there Wait. ugly game franchises out there? That, because any game I can think of that's ugly is a one-off or an indie game. I saw this game on Steam called Hell Pie earlier. Um, you should look at that just while we're talking about this because it's one of the... Okay. Uh, I guess Conquer. Now, I'm getting a lot of Pornhub links. Should I click on those? It's a video game on Steam. Oh, shit. They made a Conquer skin. I wonder if Rare is going to license it to them. Probably not. Nah. Conquer dies with them. Because what? I guess there's multiple Conquer games, wasn't there? There was two. <sighs> Technically three if you count the remake, but I don't count the remake. Because the remake makes me sad. Okay, I'm looking at it. It looks neat. Oh, you know what? Okay, I just realized what I was thinking of. Like, Edmund McMillan games. Ah. Those are ugly on purpose. Yep. That's what I was trying to think of is, like, are there any, like, his art style is meant to be a little disgusting. Like, grotesque. Yeah, but then also a little bit cute, but mostly gross. And this is what I'm uh, getting from looking at this. See, because this is what... Because uh, it's like, what are we defining as as gross? Like... Because I think a lot of the Dark Souls bosses are very grotesque, and yeah. those are very consistent throughout not just the Dark Souls franchise itself, but many of From Software's Soulsborne games. They're very heavily designed, but they're also like, they're. Oh, you know what I would describe it as? Do you get a yucky feeling in your tummy when you look at it? Ah. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at this game, Hell Pie, and I'm getting yucky. I'm getting yes. yucky feelings. Yes. I don't like it. Um, and that's that's my that's how I differentiate. Okay, you know what? That's interesting, actually, because I think a lot of games from like the '90s have very deliberately grotesque uh, visuals and also just atmospheres in general. Um, it was it was going along with probably the similarly popular in the '90s like gross out humor, mm. and so it was just like everything in the '90s was very intense. And sharp and in your face and meant to be like provocative, whether it was good or not, I feel like. Mm. And in by doing that, I think every medium sort of got affected. 90s, when you look at music in the 90s, movies, TV, mu like there's a, video there's games. There's a game called Post Void that I played like once uh, back in March. Uh, and that has that game has my favorite Steam review in which uh, the user just describes the game as three dollar cocaine. Looking at images, I yeah, I get you that. gotta see it in action. You gotta click the video. I'm nervous about the it. It's got the, the um, Adult Swim logo. Appreciate that. <laughs> Let's see the official trailer. 54 seconds long. I hope it's good. Is this like new or? I don't really. I, it's in my Steam inventory. It oh, it's somehow. too fast. Oh, it's too fast. <laughs> it's way too fast. I don't like it. Stop. Uh, I guess. Could, would you consider a lot of like zombie games and horror games to fall into this grotesque uh, category? 
that's the, it's like i'm talking general art stuff yeah. like if you look at like look up resident evil 4 like that game is pretty mm. but with ugly character designs okay. but like i fucking I uh wesker wesker's a handsome man i get what you're saying how it's like that's the like, guy that's like the guy from resident evil games 4, where right? everything in general is ugly like the binding of isaac yes like the art style is intentionally ugly like there are nice looking things in it but like if the if the goal is to you know scare you or gross you out then those aspects are dialed up because i know there's like what do you call it like the fuck what's the what's the weird monster in resident evil 4 it's like the i haven't played resi 4 man dude but that's like the one the one it's in my steam library yeah i still have to play mother 3 i still have to play uh dude summer's almost over you made a you didn't make a promise to me but you said I, i said i wanted to um um and here we are in august i love august in french because this you know what i'm saying i don't know about that but yeah let's uh let's roll with it it's 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 not it's not august it's it's oh oh like that's the best that's one of my favorite translations um so i played the entirety of ocarina of time is it ocarina or ocarina Ocarina. i've never gotten that i didn't hear you ocarina what is it with an o it's ocarina because it's a real item so i assume it's ocarina ocarina okay so i played ocarina of time recently and i really enjoyed it oh no I've, I don't know if Matt's left or he's just visually left. I used to have, like, a a video of him. I just noticed there's a lot of, there's a lot of garbage on my floor. I should clean that up. Ah, maybe not. Anyway, we talked very briefly the last time that you were here. Uh huh. Uh huh about ocarina of time being the most video game of all time you know i've thought about it and i think it's actually fallout new vegas i just fundamentally disagree with you on that i think here's a hot take i think like video games as a whole actually you know what maybe i'm no i'm probably wrong about this so i'm just gonna rescind it before i even say it but I still think Ocarina of Time is definitely a it's it's a mainstay in terms of what it represents as well as what it brings to the table. And it's still fun now. Like there's a lot of like Trailblazer games that aren't fun anymore. This one's still pretty fun. I just wish you know what, I can I can get some sort of RAR file and make it run at uh, sixty FPS if I really try to, but it's such a pain in the ass. I just But you don't even need it to. Like it's still even the ugliest part about the game is just like a couple of textures, but the game and like the atmosphere that it presents itself as is like still pretty I'm nice. Fine with that. I just want smooth combat that isn't <laughs> I think we're playing two different games, man. Alright, you know what? Maybe I'll try it again. You you're asking like already between Mother Three and Ocarina of Time, you're asking me to commit like seventy hours of my life to things in the span of five minutes. 
that's fair. Also, I don't know how long Mother Three is. I think we've talked about, are, but most RPGs. It's not very long. What I thought most 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 JRPGs are like at least twenty hours. How long is how long is Earthbound? Four, how long do you okay? Here's a fun game. How long do you think Earthbound is as a game? It is it is twenty five to thirty hours. You going on HLTB? I'm. Yes, sir. You said twenty to twenty five hours. I said twenty five to thirty. Interesting. The main story, which is what we'll probably be going off of, is about 28 hours. So, I actually don't know this. How long is Mother 3 comparatively? I feel like it's shorter because I kind of I blew through that game. No results for Mother 3. What do you mean? There it is. Okay, Mother 3 is 25 hours, so a little bit less. Is 25 hours a lot? Okay, let me... I play long games. Let me contextualize this. Because you play a lot of RPGs, so you're probably used to games taking about that long. And, you know... I'm into that. But, like, first-person like first person shooter games... Uh, I have two and a half hours logged on Cruelty Squad. Yeah. I have... I've played through Half-Life Alex twice in its entirety, and I have 20 hours logged. That took about 12 hours to beat. See, that's the thing. Is like, I, I am for quality over quantity, mm. and maybe I'm just biased, but I think that's the thing. Is like, for me, a good RPG brings quality and quantity, ah. because, like, see, here's my thing. Is like, I, I like Breath of the Wild. I don't love Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild is too big for me, but it's there are also games that might be too small but mm. i'm more likely to go back and play a game that's too small if it's still really fun oh, i just hate like i'm i can live with a game if it's you know it's just okay you, you fluffed it up with a little too much stuff it's just it's just a little bit big but i'm even yeah. more disappointed when it's just like oh there's the credits I can think of a few times this happened. Super hot is a great example. Super hot is a fantastic concept for a game. The art style is cool. The gameplay is interesting, and then it's over in an hour and a half. Why? But I'd rather a game. I'd rather a game end before I'm ready than have it overstay its welcome because nothing sucks more than enjoying a game until you don't anymore. Well, like Mother Three is the exact perfect length that I need a game to be. I will probably play it again another ten times in my life, probably. And I'm okay with that. Breath of the Wild, I will probably play once ever. And then I'll never touch it again because it's too big for me to reinvest again. No, the, what, you like, know? You don't need, games don't need replay value to be good. I can never play no. I can never play Undertale again, and I think that's that's a fantastic game. But that but for me I can't I can't do that, man. I need I need a game to be like worth your money. I like games with Well, no, it's not even a money thing. It's like a I if I want to invest myself in something, I need to be able to re-experience it. It's sort of like when you watch a movie for the first time, you're just sort of in awe of all of its aspects. And then when you watch it the second time, you sort of are understanding, you know you're what's going to happen in the story. Eye. Yeah. And so when you play a video game, it's like, I'm just having a good time. And then you play it again and you're like, ooh, there's some bad bits to this I didn't realize. Or, ooh, there's some really cool bits that I didn't pay attention to the first time around. And that's sort of like when a game is so big, I can only experience it once. It needs to fucking nail it or else I'm in trouble. Undertale works because it's a short game and you hit every beat and it's hard to miss something. So 
if you want to see everything that's cool in the game, you probably will, and then you'll be happy. And then if you want to experience it again, you could do that. Hmm. And that's like that's exactly it for me. Is like there is a cutoff between a game being the perfect length and being like just too much. I guess to me it's like I can rewatch a film, but so many games are man. I just wish that like I don't think it's fair to ask me to re- to play a 40-hour experience twice, you know? That's just it is like it's it's something where like you don't have to, but if you do, you get more out of it. So of like course. any game with like multiple uh difficulty modes. That's a huge thing for me because it's like okay, I've beaten this game, I've experienced its story, I know what it's about. Could I do it under more pressure with more obstacles with more whatever thrown at me then when i play the game i'm less so thinking about the story and i'm more so thinking about the intricate gameplay mechanics I flip and if it's designed well then i'm all about it i flip flop on this so much back and forth between i love when games don't have a difficulty setting and it's just like this is the game this is how it is intended to be played you either beat it or you don't yeah, I like I like when it's like I I enjoy a difficulty level when they make it clear what the intended difficulty is supposed to yes. be. Where it's like, okay, here it's easy, normal, hard, and go fuck yourself. Yeah. And it's like only play go fuck yourself if you want to go fuck yourself. Play hard if you want a difficult experience. Play normal for the intended yeah. experience. I guess there's just and then it's like so okay. many instances of like it's so clear that the difficulties were not actually tested and tailored. Like Yes, I, that's the issue. I really like Doom's difficulty, Doom 2016, mm. because um, it's one of those instances where, you know, if I set it to easy, then I do a little bit more damage, and I can tank a whole bunch of hits, and I can just run around, whoop it up, shooting rockets at people. But right. if I set the difficulty to Nightmare, then it's not that the enemies become bullet sponges, it's that I die in two hits and right so you got to be careful i love that because you can tell that there was a lot of testing going into the different difficulty levels so that it was just right. like okay if you're doing this you will get a, a a very you will very quickly get a sense of your limits instead right. of just like my least favorite example of difficulty in games is halo i i really i i want to love halo so much but legendary difficulty halo is like i would ra- I, I would rather hate... sit on a belt sander yeah i do i hate when a difficulty level is presented to you and it's sort of like waved in front of you like can you try this challenge and you try it and it's just like well this just isn't even fun this is just like actually designed to piss you off and that's like i don't want that i've currently i've been playing fire emblem awakening on lunatic and i think i've talked about this very briefly but i've been playing it more and like the beginning like maybe six chapters you have essentially one option to beat the chapter and it's like that's not fun because the whole point of it is you play with characters that you like you discover strategies and you do what works for you but it's like okay so you need to pair these two characters up you need to place them here for three turns and if you don't get this and this to happen in within three turns then you have to reset and it's like fuck that shouldn't like 
early game difficulty is always hard because you have limited options in any game. Hmm. But like, that's where it's like, difficulty should ramp up from there. You shouldn't be like, okay, here's yourself with the lowest stats. Now beat enemies who are at, you know, five times your level. Good luck. <laughs> it's just like, well, no. I, ramp up the I, challenge I, yeah, as exactly. I go along. Give, give me a fighting chance and at least... I hate when games are bad teachers, you know, when, when the, when the mm. difficulty, when you crank up the difficulty and it's not so much a matter of, okay, you need to figure out which exact movements and patterns and gameplay elements you need to right. mix match master in order to get through you, it versus yeah. just let me roll the dice and see if I survive. If you have a difficulty level like that, fuck you. But also, if you have a difficulty level like that, warn the player. Be like, don't play this for your first run through. You're not going to have a good time. I wanted, I actually, while I was on the point of Halo there, I've been reminded that very recently someone did one of the hardest things I have ever heard of in any video game ever, which is oh boy. they beat Halo 2, Lazo, Deathless. And what that means is they were playing legendary mode, which is already incredibly difficult uh, mm. with all skulls on skulls in Halo are modifiers for your gameplay session. And okay. this includes, but is not limited to all enemies throw twice as many grenades and the explosion radius is doubled. All enemies have double uh, their normal health and shields Um you can't regenerate your own health without punching enemies. Uh, all weapons that you pick up have half the ammo. All enemies are invisible. And... Oh. <laughs> and of course. if you die, then you get sent not back to a checkpoint, but to the start of the level. Yeah. This guy beat the entirety of Halo 2, which is like an 18 to 20 hour shooter without dying yeah that's why like i'm never gonna get into speed running or anything like i'm never gonna have that amount of dedication and patience to any game ever. i mean he won twenty thousand dollars for it uh charlie oh. penguin zero moist critical whichever you want to call him uh issued a twenty thousand dollar reward for the first person to do it and i mean that's it's definitely impressive and it's like yeah i i i it's very impressive when people dedicate their lives to a single game to break it open and do everything they possibly can. But like, fuck, I couldn't, I couldn't even be like, I can't even think of a single game that I like enough to do that to, you know, mm -hmm. I liked like, I don't know. Like I, I enjoy doing like every once in a while I'll do a challenge run. Like I mentioned when I played Mother 3 and Earthbound recently, I did it minimum battles. And it's like, that was fun because yeah. I played the game so many times. I just wanted to be like, okay, I've beaten these games for fun. Could I beat them if I was really challenged? And the answer was like, yeah, but it was challenging, which made it fun. Exactly, and I, I like doing that with games that I'm... I, I think we all have our comfort games that we, uh, we know and we're... Dude, I used to play Super Mario Sunshine every summer as a kid, and it was like my summertime vacation game. I goddamn, I still love it. I haven't played it 
recently the last time i played it was the uh, 3d all-stars pack i'm trying to think of the last time i challenged myself to something like that i think i mostly just tried to do speed runs um uh speed runs just make me sad because i look at like what the top speed run is and i'm just like i'm not even i don't even know how to start i'm just not gone i i loved it because i've i've played enough me and my friend uh my buddy aaron we raced we did a speed run race through half-life 2 once that's see that's fun that's um shout out to a specific youtube channel that i watched back in 2011 and still occasionally watch now uh attacking two cans and josh jepson had a channel called versus does that ring a bell to no, you personally no, it's just a cool name okay. george jetson i i goddamn love those guys and they did they started like the um youtube race series type mm -hmm. thing where they would play video games at the same time and see who could beat it first and their first game was super mario sunshine and i remember waking up every saturday morning to watch oh, an episode and 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 play with them and like they encouraged it back when video responses were a real mm -hmm. thing they were like everybody put in your video response to this episode and it'll be like you're racing against us and all of our community as well and so there'd be like 50 video responses for each video and it'd just be like and here are our rankings for everybody like who watched with us and it's like it was such a cool community thing and it's like that was that was my shit i love that it's adorable i so that's that's what that reminded yeah, me of is like I, racing in a racing in a video game not against like the world record holder but just like buddies. another competent player yeah that's that's fun and i love that we, the the best part was like he streamed it but we we just went back and forth like i didn't watch his screen and he didn't watch mine and right i just like i'd be like so you could just straight up lie I, to i'd him. be like oh i'm at the i'm at the i'm at the beach now i'm i'm, I'm hopping across the beach and he'd be like fuck oh, you yeah. and i'd hear an explosion like through his yeah. microphone from his headphones <laughs> that's good shit i uh, love that i think uh in the end that's... in the end he won because i uh i got to a certain point and i i i i, I bumped my no clip button and that disqualified me Ah. Uh -huh what a sad but sack like of that, shit i was but i think to to sort of wrap up this whole like concept i think that's what makes video games so special to me is their transformative nature if you want to play a video game once and then shelf it for the rest of your life mm -hmm. you could do that or you can dissect it break it open play in any possible way you can think of and then people make a life out of that you know what You're and some right. people do it for fun and that's that's what I love so much. There are going to be people out there who play the greatest video game of all time, and they'll play it once and be like, "Hmm." And then other people will dedicate their life to like making sure they understand every aspect of the mechanics yeah. of it. And whether you want to do that or not is up to you. And I love that opportunity. For Fire Emblem, I play those games many many times over because the replay value is insane. But then something like like breath of the wild i love it i like it i kind of love it i'm gonna play that once and when i'm when i finally complete that game i'm gonna be very satisfied and i'm probably gonna shelf it forever but it'll still be a complete experience to me yeah this is why i've, I've been going back to elden ring lately because i never finished it and i want to now but mm. a big part of what i loved about that game was 
the co-op experience because yeah not just being able to be like hey i'm gonna summon you and then we're gonna fight this boss together and it's gonna feel like cool dungeons and dragons shit because you're my you're my wizard sitting in the back Um, (laughs) i love that but it was also like a kind of thing where i would summon my friend and then he'd be like oh hey do you know about this and then he'd pull a bow out and fire an arrow into the mist and then we'd suddenly receive like ten thousand uh gold runes and i'd be like how'd you do that and he's like there's a bird over there if you aggro it then it jumps off the cliff (laughs) i'm like i'm like that's that's sick that's i will say like things like that and like tunic games that are open-ended and allow you to experiment when you play them by yourself they're fun and when you play them with other people they become legendary so rare and beautiful such a pure gaming experience it's such a it's such a but my issue with that i love it but it's like it's a it's a fleeting thing Mm -hmm. because most games have a a shelf life of like however long the game is popular for before it stops being something you can experience new things Mm in and like if i was like oh man i want to play like i have uh zelda four swords adventures how likely would it be for me to get three other people to bring their game boy advances and their advanced cables plug it into my gamecube and play that game all the way through with me yeah probably nothing but if we were back in 2004 that would be like the first thing i do after school every day get all my friends get their game boys and we'd all have a good time and that that experience is left in the past that i never got to experience and that's what makes me sad. Well, I guess that just it's... punctuates just how important the things that you do get to experience are. Because, I mean... Right. We only get to experience so exactly. much. Exactly. And you know what? If, if my game is temporary, then so be it. Because so is my life. And I will take what I can get. Yeah. And on that note... I think we will end this episode of Exitainers <laughs> on a rather positive philosophical one. Wait a minute. Did we just have a wholesome episode? You know, I only talked I, about racism I once. Was, I was gonna, I was gonna drop some sort of <laughs> fart joke or something there, but you know what? We're allowed to have one cute one. I like it. All right, it's nice, Freeman. Next, uh, when I, I, I pro- Matt, it was a, it was a, it was a pleasure to talk to you. It was a pleasure to talk over you right there while you were trying to end, end this. Next time that. Uh, I'll tell you what, when you want to play Elden Ring, I will I will play with you so that you do not uh, miss out on that experience. Okay, that sounds uh, fun. So let, you let me know in like three years when you work your way around <laughs> to it. That sounds about right. I will, I will hold you to that. Now we have that on record. Yep. I'm going to hate it. <laughs> yep. And so am I. So it'll be mutual. And then maybe after that, we could play Mother 3 together. we've wrapped back around a mutual hatred. We can end the episode now. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, subscribing to my YouTube channel that I just put up. Thanks for not subscribing to my YouTube channel The Game Awards are up now. Watch them. Uh, Game Awards. I haven't watched it yet. I really want to. It's on my watch later playlist. Yeah, 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 yeah. I highly recommend it, even though I haven't seen it yet. (laughs) I saw a clip and it was fun. All right. Attempt number three at ending this. Have a good day. Exit. Can you let me exit? Can you let me exit? Can you let me exit? Exit. Can you let me exit? Can you let me exit? Can you let me exit? Can you let me exit?